November 28th, 2018. This is MMA Marks. I'm Ricky. I'm Buddy. And here we go. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing alright. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, it's been a while since we got together. Uh, we had a holiday weekend. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, mine was pretty good. I I actually had two separate ones. Um, one I went over my cousin's house. I actually seen you there. Oh yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what, right. You know, not your house, but it's you know mutual cousin. That's right. And uh, shout out to Crystal. Yeah. And then I went over my sister's house the next day or the day after or whatever. How was that? It was good. Both of them was good. Yeah. I mean, my favorite was the green bean casserole and both of them. Oh, yeah. You look like the green beans. Yeah. I got to have me some pineapple and ham, man. I love that shit. Yeah, that, that is good. That's myself. And I was running, man. Yeah, but you, you already know, though, just to go back on the pineapple and ham, nobody can make it like my father. Yeah, yeah. man. I missed so, that. I mean, that and rockfish, man. I ain't really had his rockfish. Oh, my God. You missed out. Um, yeah, so, so with me... I wound up, a couple good things happened, and one bad thing happened out of the three places that I went. Um, start with the bad news, you know. My daughter, she got knocked over by a couple dogs and fell into an aerator. If you don't know what an aerator is, it looks like a bunch of spikes that uh, put holes in your grass to aerate them. And she got punctured by them all in her legs and her butt. It was bad, man. Yeah, clean the uh, wounds out but she's good now you know so no hospital visit no hospital visit no 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 stitches but it was they were pretty deep cuts when this happened to the, the first house you went to for <laughs> thanksgiving yeah the very first house we went to man it was it's was, it was the very first thing that happened on thanksgiving once we got out of the house and then uh then we went over to crystals and we had a nice dinner there actually got to say the prayer should <laughs> Look, man, our family doesn't say too many prayers at dinner, so to be asked to do it, I, I was I was pretty honored. I, and uh, who had to make a joke right for? Oh, of course, of <laughs> course, you did. You know, <laughs> I hit him with the home or no, no, no. Uh, uh, I gave him the Halo song. Yeah. It just felt like a little too much of like a ritual to me. Yeah, yeah. Keep it, keep it real. I got a joke when I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then at then at night we went, took the kids over to a couple friends' house from church, and we went outside and had a nice bonfire and had uh, made some s'mores. And if you guys don't remember, in Baltimore it was it was really cold and a little windy, so it wound up uh, blowing some of the embers from the fire mm-hmm. into a tree. And uh, there was a squirrel's nest in the tree, and it caught the squirrel's nest on fire. Mm. Oh, man, it was crazy. And <laughs> we're running around acting like uh, uh, three stooges trying to put <laughs> water on this fire. This fire is like 20 feet in the air in a tree. We used a hose. The hose was frozen, of course. Then we tried to get squirt guns and squirt it. That didn't work. So finally, we actually had to call the fire department, bring them in, and uh, knock it out. Was any squirrels hurt? None came out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was for dinner tomorrow after leftovers. <laughs> yeah, so that was Thanksgiving. It was pretty good. Glad you had a nice one. Got your green bean casserole going. Yeah, well, I mean, I've never been big on Thanksgiving. 
Really? Yeah, I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. Uh, well, you're a big guy, so I figured Thanksgiving be your, no, I mean, your go-to. It's, it's really not my favorite type of foods. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, I'm not big on football either, so. Yeah, I've lost all interest in football. I don't really care about the parade. Like, everything about Thanksgiving is like, eh, cool. Get the day off. I get to eat a little extra. Yeah. I do like going over family and having everybody together, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not always the case. Yeah. So, uh, I guess you want to go over what happened last episode real quick? Talked about the knockouts? Um, yeah. So, our, you know, our last episode, we talked about our, you know, our favorite knockouts and everything, and, um... I had I had posted or we had posted, you know, however you want to look at it. Um we posted a post and anyway, they had a picture and everything it said who's your favorite knockout or what's your favorite knockout of all time? And uh we had a we, we had a little bit of people, you know, participate in everything. We had uh our boy Matt, he he had said Hendo was his favorite knockout of all time. That was a good one, man. Revenge is yeah, you, you know, he mentioned how, so sweet. how Bisming had talked about, you know, Hendo's wife and everything, and it just made it that much sweeter. Yeah. And, um, you know, my boy Mikey, shout out to Mikey, he was saying that his favorite knockout, he said he was thinking about it all day. He didn't want, I guess he didn't want to choose one that was like, you know, not too impressive, but he said it has to be Aldo getting knocked out by McGregor. Well, fuck you, Mikey. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, our cousin, <laughs> Kevin. And, you know, he uh, had a list, didn't he? Well, yeah, but and Kevin has a his own podcast and it's it's a really good podcast. Oh, yeah. Shout if you like Kevin, you like gaming. Got to check his out. It's uh, the Backlog Exposed podcast. It's definitely a good it's it's a good listen. And um, so, yeah, that. he actually said his overall favorite was Nagano knocking out Alistair. But he had plenty of like honorable mentions and everything. But you know his favorite was definitely Nagano, uppercutting him. It's amazing how uh, Alistar comes back from that loss, those two losses, and then to do what he did on Saturday. Yeah, it, it, that was crazy. And it's pretty quick too. I mean, gets his head taken off by Nagano, gets elbowed crazy. What well, did you see? What he Kirk was saying? What he say? He was saying that. Um, he changed up camps. Changed, he changed up his training. Yeah, he's actually working with Curtis Blades now, isn't he? Yeah. And he said, uh, you know, he he's learning again. You know what I mean? Before he wasn't, he was kind of stagnant or whatever is pretty much what he was saying. Yeah. Now he feels like he's back to learning new skills or, you know, improving on his old skills. I think it's team, what, Elevation? Is that what he's with? Uh, I, I really don't know, but... I mean, it, the fact that he's training with um, Curtis Blades. Now, think about this. Curtis Blades, when he fought Alistair, he ground-pounded, elbowed the fuck out of him. He needed 60 stitches. I mean, it was terrible. And then how did Alistair win this time? Ground-and-pound. Ground-and-pound, and it was devastating. It was. Loud dope. shots. So, obviously... <laughs> Blades taught him how to ground a pound. <laughs> I know. How do you make that phone call if you're Alistar, man? <laughs> like, hey, hey, Curtis, how you doing, man? Can I come train with you? And you, you really uh, put a beat beating on me. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a, that's a, that's a humble, humble man to, to, 
to go up to the guy that knocked you out and say, hey, I want to learn from you. Yeah. Especially being an older guy. He's, what, 38 now? He's, he's, uh, I mean, he's not that old, but at the same time, he has a lot of experience for his age. Yeah. He's had a lot of fights. Um, yeah, it, it was, so just to move on to like, since we already talked about Overeem and. Yeah, his, speaking his, of fights, let's go down that card, that Beijing card. Yeah. Crazy time. I didn't watch it. Went live, I'll tell you that. I wasn't getting up that early. <laughs> but, I mean, so Nagano versus Curtis Blades, you know, we know how that went. I was wrong. Way, way wrong. I think everybody was doubting Francis. How could you not? He was doubting himself in this last fight. You know, he wouldn't even throw a punch. Yeah. Um, and he said that his he, he carried he carried on, and this is the fight before this fight. Uh, he carried on fears from his fight beforehand, but yeah, he's a new man. He's back to his old ways. He's you that's know. what he says. Yeah, he's back to his old ways until he finds somebody with. <laughs> you know, wrestling skills and blank uh, boxing skills to match his own or best him in any way. Well, Curtis Blades' wrestling skills, he could have... Well, he didn't even get a chance to, I mean, as soon yeah, as... Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, uh, if you, it, to test your skill, it, that's what a lot of people were even saying. It's kind of disappointing because we didn't get to see him go into, you know, yes. heavy water or... What's the saying? Deep water. Can't go to deep water. Yeah. And um, but hey, as uh, some people were saying, it was a, a quick or early stoppage. I really thought that too. I really did until I looked again at the replay, and this was like my fourth time looking at it. It was after I left, even. Yeah, after you left, <laughs> I looked back at it because I was still on the fence. Because if for those that don't know, these are two heavyweight fighters. Really big, and Francis Ngannou has gotten unbelievable power in his punches, like sickening power. Um, and Curtis Blades is very—he's a—he's a big heavyweight too. And um, and these—the fight only lasted what, maybe forty-five seconds, fifty seconds. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. It was within a round, and uh, Ngannou clips him with a big left hook. Or a right hook. I think it's a right hook. But it was near the back of the head. And then Curtis Blades falls down on the ground. And he go, he falls flat on his face. Hands and knees and then falls flat on his face. So you're thinking that he's out. But then he gets right back up and starts looking for Francis. And he doesn't see him. And he, he's still, like, trying to find his bearings. And then he's still, like, there. And then he, Francis hits him again. And he starts going down again, but he gets back up. So, like, he's trying to find it. And then then uh, all of a sudden he comes and gets hit again. And then the ref comes in and stops it. So, so it was like – So what's your, what's your final decision? Was it an early stoppage or a good stoppage? It was a good stoppage. It was a good stoppage for the safety of the fighter because um, Curtis Blades didn't know where he was. He, if you looked closely at his eyes and his face, mm-hmm. he was out. He was he was out on his feet, and it was a credit to the ref that made the the smart decision and and uh, saved the fighter from any more damage. Yeah. So my little points uh, about this stoppage. Uh, for one, I remember when we were watching it, and we watched the replay a few times. 
I was saying when he spun around, Curtis Blades, when he spun around after he got up, it, it just looked like he was just, you know, flailing around trying to make it look like he wasn't as badly hurt as he was. Yeah. Every fighter will do that. Yeah, he knew he was in trouble. And, uh, like, so when there's a debate of whether it was a bad early stoppage or late stoppage, but usually, you know, so if it's a debate of whether it's early or not, I would say I go to this. Had the ref not stopped it, more than likely would of would the person who lost came back. That's a that's a big debate, man. I I believe in that situation, all that would have happened is he would have just kept getting punished. Yeah, but then we're speculating, and and that's why we leave it under the referee's discretion. No, no, no. What I'm saying, based off of the actions of the people, of how they were looking. Well, well, case in point is the fight with Czech Congo and Pat Berry. I mean, Pat Berry knocks Congo on his ass, and it looks like Congo is out. And then Congo's wobbly, wobbly, backs up into the cage, hits Pat Berry with a mean, mean right hook, and then Pat Berry goes out, mm-hmm. and Czech Congo wins. I mean, I think had that same situation happened today, that rep would have stepped in before Czech Congo had the opportunity to make a comeback. Fights are crazy, man. You don't know. That's a definition of a of a bad stoppage. It didn't get taken stop when it needed to. Well, true, but I mean, he came back and won that fight. Yeah, but if so, even from my you know from my standpoint of it's a fight. You know these guys are entertainers too, and. So if, if these fights keep getting wet, like that fight with Chicago and uh, Pat Berry, if they if the fighters kept being able to just keep coming back from being knocked out like that, um, more like there would be a death like in the ring pretty quickly. There would be a lot that. more fighters with very very bad health issues. I wouldn't say that it would be <laughs> a a death in the ring. But the the fight careers would definitely be shortened. Well, there's a reason why Mario Yamasaki. Oh, calling names. Call I'm just saying, names. there's a reason why he Dana doesn't want him reffing anymore. Well, I mean, because he's he's almost gotten people killed. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just wants everybody to be a warrior. Well, Mark Goddard's gonna take his place. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite ref, isn't it? Yeah, he's a little bit aggressive. He, you know. Maybe I don't like him too much. Oh, come on. Tell us how you really feel, bud. That's I your just, man. I don't understand. A lot of people give him all this respect. He's the most good, respected ref in the game. Everybody talks about how good of a referee he is. I don't like him at all. I don't like the way his attitude is towards the fighters. He he, he gets he gets too aggressive with the fighters. And, like, he's literally said, this is my ring. This is my ring. You know, you're gonna. it's not like that. You're there to just make sure. And if he doesn't listen to you. You don't have to show your dominance. If he doesn't listen to you, take the fucking point away. That's your dominance. You don't fucking sit there and get mouthy with a fighter. I'm waiting for the day that he gets mouthy with the wrong motherfucker and he gets his ass dropped. That would be so great. <laughs> well, you know, McGregor actually already smacked him. When? When he jumped the cage in Bellator. Did he? McGregor slapped him right in his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that big of a slap, really, but you know, you were excited. But you know, I already hated him before that. Yeah, <laughs> like I just don't like his attitude, the way he, way he acts in the ring. 
I got to check that out now. I didn't know he was roughing on that. So, um, yeah, I mean. So Curtis Blades gets knocked out within a round. Overeem beats out um, a newcomer, up-and-comer, Pavlovich. Um, we had a, a quick upset with the ladies, um, a 5-0 and fighter, Miss uh, Mueller. Got beat by, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, but her last name would be Wu. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, after watching the fight, I will say that Mueller was whipping her ass mm-hmm. until the end. Um, she snuck in an arm bar, took her out. I mean, I, I didn't watch her fight intently, but when I, when I was watching, it seemed like they were both very uh, – their intentions were not good for, you know, both of them were really going for the kill. Yeah, they were, they were, that fight was not going to the distance. They both knew that that wasn't going to the distance. Just to uh, jump back because there's, um, so with Overeem winning and Nagano winning, you're right. A lot of people are talking about that rematch. I don't want to see that rematch. Well, I don't think Nagano exactly wants it, but he said he wouldn't mind it. He's trying to call out, um, Damn, what's his name? All I can think of is hot balls right now. Hey, you know I love Derek Lewis. <laughs> that's because all, I, that's, all that's, I can think about is his hot balls. No, because I've seen him <laughs> on like interviews with uh, Alistair. He's just like, I don't understand his humor. Hot balls? Like, why does he have hot balls? Like, <laughs> it's because he was <laughs> trying to fight his ass off. His balls got hot. Yeah, I'd like to see that fight more than I'd like to see a Nagano rematch because. Um, it didn't end well with uh, Alistar getting his head almost taken clean off with Nagano. So he's never fought Derek Lewis. I'd much rather see that fight than uh, than him try and get back a loss. Give me something new. And, and Derek Lewis is ranked higher too. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think Alistair's mindset going into this, oh, I've seen what DC could do. My new skill set, what I'm trying to show off, is my ground and pound also. So maybe he's like, hey, if Derek Lewis can do it, I mean, if, um, not Derek Lewis. DC? DC. If DC can do that to Derek, I probably can too. Well, DC, Derek, Daniel Cormier, now he's double champ. He can do that. And, and he's, he's the Khabib Nurmagomedov, whatever, of the heavyweight division. Yeah. And he trains with Khabib too. Yeah. Yeah, I, hey, DC, DC, uh, much respect. If, I think DC is a better fighter than Khabib. I, I would go along with that. He's got way better stand-up. Yeah, and I think Khabib's overrated. Really? 100%. What? Oh, you got to explain. You got to explain that one. Why is Khabib overrated? Because I actually like Khabib. Khabib's good and everything, but look at his... Resume, I, you know, I'm, I'm big on resumes on, 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 in the fight world. Like I said, DC, look at all the f- fighters he's fought. Yeah. Very, DC. very high competition. Of course. Of course, he wouldn't have it any other way. And I would argue that DC, Daniel Cormier's resume is more impressive than John Jones. I would. John Jones, yes, he beats DC, but DC has beat the higher competition. Yeah, I can see that. I actually agree with you on that one. DC, I think, I think DC is is one of the, if not the best fighter in the game today, right now. I mean, you can't argue with it. 
it um so with him but just to go back because you know because we were talking about dc but we were originally talking about khabib now yeah i want to know why you think khabib is khabib's, khabib's level of competition on all his wins it's really not that impressive if he fights Tony Ferguson and, and starches him or, you know, just grinds him out and whips his ass really bad, I'm like, that's the real deal. So him him, him grinding out McGregor like he, that. He didn't really grind out McGregor like that. And McGregor seemed like he just – that wasn't even – McGregor didn't fight even like McGregor, dude. No, McGregor fought scared, it looked like. He just it, – it just wasn't the same. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely far from a McGregor dick rider, but – yeah, you know, I'm way I'm off just saying, the like, it's not really a uh, – it's not a bad matchup for Khabib anyway to begin with, even if he was Connor, you know, same old Connor that everybody's used to seeing. No, I, I think Khabib beats him every time. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on, dude. Khabib would whip his ass every single time. I think, I, I think he could he could use footwork and c- catch him at a good angle and drop him. No, because he pressures you. And if you pressure Khabib, he's going to take you down. He's going to take you down every time. Yeah. But um, so so Khabib's overrated. So in my opinion, I guess not in yours. No, not in mine at all. He's got super superior wrestling. He wrestles better than anybody I've ever seen. The way he laces a leg, laces both your legs, puts you up against the fence. Nobody else does that. He smashes the hell out of you. Granted, it's not as exciting as these knockout artists and these strikers, but he gets the job done better than than any lightweight. Thank God for Khabib's father. Because <laughs> you know that that's his game plan. Yeah. And and who's the other guy that um, – Zabit? What's his – Zabit. Zabit. What about him? He, he has the same style, but a little bit more flashy in the striking area. When he gets people on the ground, he does the same thing with the legs, pushes them up against the fence, and knocks knocks their head off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Zabit, he's cool and everything, but I don't know, man. I'd like to see a, a rematch with him and that dude, Kyle. I can't remember Kyle's last name, but it was like uh, a last-minute replacement. For, I think it might have been Yair or whatever, but whoever he – last-minute replacement. And they went at it, you remember? Yeah. And at the very last part of the last round, uh, who was winning? Nazabi? No, it wasn't. Yeah. And if it would have went longer, I think he would have lost. I, I do too. So, can't wait till they make that Yair versus Abit, uh fight that has to happen, just like Ferguson and Khabib. Those two fights have to happen. I'm kind of over that fight, honestly. What, Ferguson and Khabib? No, no, no. Yair versus uh, Zabit? Zabit. Why? I just feel like, for one, I feel like uh, Yair is ducking him. And it's just like, I mean, I guess after that win just now, but I feel like it's not much hype. No, no, it's a it's a slow buildup. I think, I think what they should do is like maybe one or two more fights. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, same thing with since we're talking about you know upcoming fights with UFC, same thing goes with talking about Anderson Silva versus Israel Adesanya or Adesanya. I like that fight. I 
I don't exactly appreciate the the what they're doing to Anderson. Um, well, did, you, did you see why Anderson said he took the fight? No. He said he took the fight because Dana came and talked to him and said, and he said to Dana, why would I take this fight? You know, it's a dangerous opponent. It means nothing to me. Dana said, well, you know, if you win, you got a title shot. He said, now the fight makes sense. So basically. So if Anderson wins, he gets to fight Robert Whitaker. Or. Jacare. No, he Robert Whitaker's fighting for the title against whom? Um, <laughs> yeah, now I don't even remember. I I know who it is. I just can't think of his name. It's what's um, he look like? Calvin Gaslam. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they're the Ultimate Fighter people, right? Yeah, they're coaches. I'll go. I'll go out and let me say I got Calvin winning. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Calvin's gonna win. I'm gonna say Robert Whitaker's gonna win on that one. I like his wrestling better. But Spider, I mean Anderson Silva, he's he's been calling out everybody. If you ain't, if you haven't noticed, well, he jumped he jumped on the McGregor uh, thing when somebody even half mentioned. I think McGregor was the first one to mention it. He was begging McGregor. He's like, "Let's do this fight." Oh yeah, that's money. That's all that was was money pocket. And then um, he would beat the shit out of McGregor. I've I seen something where he was kind of like kind of baiting GSP, trying to see if he it will fight him. That's like Pacquiao and fucking Floyd. That's way past prime, and I, I wouldn't want to see that. That's worse than what we got on Saturday with – Well, yeah, speaking of way past prime. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. I don't know, man. We, so, we got to cover that. I know we got to talk about yeah, it. Let, let, let's talk about that right now. Why not? Since, since we brought it up. Why not? So, they originally said Black Friday sale, $20. These motherfuckers <laughs> pissed me off something fierce. Yeah. The but, day of, the day of during Black Friday, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get this fight. Psych. Wrong. <laughs> Due to contractual obligation, we cannot offer this sale. Fuck you for even advertising it, you <laughs> motherfucking bastards. Because all that they they probably knew they weren't gonna give us the fight for twenty. No, it was just promotion hype, you yeah. bastards. And you know, it it just it was people like us were like, ah, we're already committed, we'll just buy it. Uh-huh. But I mean, it to me, from the very beginning, you might remember, I said this feels very weird, the whole look of everything. Uh, the production value or the production, everything, it just seemed the camera angles, the the sound of it, the look of it, the even the people in the arena, just they were cutting and showing mad seats not being filled. That was very weird. So for those that don't understand what we're talking about right now, um, the, the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, these are two older fighters that are way past their prime, um, Chuck Liddell being 49 years old and Tito Ortiz being 43. Um, they had a fight and UFC wouldn't take them, so they went to Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Productions, which is a boxing uh, production promotion, and uh, they put it on. This is their first MMA event. Well, they did one small one 
I think somewhere, but it wasn't televised or on pay-per-view. But this this boxing thing, yeah, I, I'm on the fence with it. I give it like a, a C minus on the production value, and you could just really tell that they weren't in the MMA. They just you really gave it a C minus. Yeah, I gave it a C minus. I would still rewatch it, but I give it a fucking negative F thirty. 20 you know what i mean i can't i can't even think like negative a hundred thousand so so hold on i feel like they didn't put any effort whatsoever no they really i'm not mad at the fighters i'm talking about the 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 company right the fighters you know they they went out there and did their thing yeah well i like the thing that i liked about um this this promotion is one it was it was a little bit different where it was one fight that you were looking forward to one fight. You didn't know anybody else on the card. and But we actually ended up knowing a few of them. Yeah, but a little bit. But yeah. we, we didn't know about that they were going to be in there. Right, right. But the thing that I do like about it is that with not knowing the competitors, you don't have a real emotional attachment to them, to the, each fighter. So if, like, if it's a no-name fighter and a no-name fighter and they're going at it, I can enjoy the sport of the fight a little bit more than with an emotional attachment to one fighter and another. That's where we differ. Oh, bring it I on, literally, son. Bring it on. So if I don't know either fighter, I find a reason to like one of the fighters. And then I'll vote for him the whole fight. Yeah. Even if it's like something as small as like, that guy's, that, that guy's got a big dumb head. I hope he gets his head kicked in. <laughs> so I'll vote for him to lose the whole fight. <laughs> I gotta find a reason to vote, like root for somebody. Oh my god! You can't just enjoy no. the technical ability of two athletes. I'll tell you this, and this is kind of like this is as close as I get to enjoy, like what you're saying, just enjoying the fight of it. So if I originally vote for a certain fighter and I don't know either one of them, and he's completely getting his ass whipped, I'll just jump on the other team. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whoop his ass. Whoop his ass. Whoops. Oh no! I want you to whoop his ass now. <laughs> I'll just jump on whoever's doing better. Bandwagon, like you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so so I give it I give it a C minus for that for for the production, the camera angles, and cutting to an empty arena was not cool. They need to do something better about that. Um, the camera angles were different, and the way they set up the card was different. So creativity and everything you know i'd rewatch it but i wouldn't it's not something to phone home about they they really need to improve you could really see the lack of passion with uh de la hoya and and just he wasn't even at the press conferences mm-hmm. so it's just it, i don't know man. no he was he was at the, the one calling him lydell oh my god that was so bad get your names right dude this so uh the the most recent UFC unfiltered podcast I listened to. Right. I don't. Did you did you get a chance or not yet? So anyway, Dana White had called in. Do you know how much he went on a rant about this fight? I heard that he went on a rant. I thought it was on Twitter or social media or something like that. And I did see uh, Tito Ortiz's response to it. He called him a co- he he was calling Oscar De La Hoya a cokehead junkie over and over again. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, and he's like he's like shame on the people that gave 
Chuck Liddell a license, but he saw it, one of his close friends, or you know what I mean? He saw him get it, just get knocked out. Really right, bad. because Dana White used to manage Chuck Liddell before he was the CEO of UFC. He's like, I hope the same people that let uh, let Chuck fight, let Oscar fight again, <laughs> and I hope he gets knocked out even worse. Yeah. Well, for those that didn't see the fight that, that are listening, um, Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell fought. Tito Ortiz beat him very handedly. Chuck Liddell looked like a shell of his former self, completely dominated. I mean, just to add on, uh, Chuck beat Tito twice already, back way back when. Yeah, yeah, he beat him way back when, like twenty but it years was, ago. Th- they fought twice before, both times Chuck won. It's and, been eight years since they fought. And Tito's defense. If you can't beat them, wait until they're old. <laughs> wait until wait until father time catches up with them. That's right. And you could really see that Tito could see every punch coming, and he just dominated him. He barely, really, he barely tagged him. And Chuck looked like an old man. Chuck looked like an old man. He moved like an old man. And their first real exchange of punches, he dropped them and won. And Tito celebrated as if he knocked out the world champion of, of like like he knocked out John Jones. It's like, dude, you just whipped an old man's ass that you know and, and you're acting like you beat somebody in their prime. I mean, can you really be mad at Tito for that? I mean the man beat him twice. I'll put it to you this way. He's the bully. I mean he he's the nerd in school. Years later, now they're outside of school. He Tito's the cop, and he finally gets a chance to uh, hassle his high school bully, arresting him for some bullshit. Right, right. I, I get that. And then he would go, and then him celebrating about it is like the cop going on Facebook telling everybody from his high school, "Oh yeah, he's a piece of shit. I locked him up tonight." Like, I mean, how are you gonna celebrate after after you whooped his ass and he just looked terrible? So it wasn't that Tito looked so good. Tito's – I'm not saying – Tito's good. Tito is good. But it wasn't like – it, it wasn't – the win wasn't because Tito was so good. The win was because Chuck was so bad. Now, now there's five years difference between the two. So it's not like it's – well, it's not like a really young guy. It's not like Tito's in his 20s destroying an old man. But one of them has been taking care of themselves a lot better. And whose fault is that? I mean, <laughs> but I'm just, but the the fact that it's cocaine's so a hell of a drug. The fact that it's such a different level means you do not celebrate as much as you did. And the officials or whatever, whoever they, they were weird because they were trying to stop him from celebrating. You remember? Uh, yeah. And earlier in the night, they the one guy was slapping the guy that was about to fight just right. just just to pump up his friend or whatever, or his, you know, his training partner. And the officials are trying to say, you can't do that. Like, uh, I guess you can't in their production, but why not? So weird. It it was. They, like, as soon as Tito did his, like, shovel and... They were all over him. Yeah. And he just just kept going. He's like, fuck y'all. Yeah. I still like Tito. I just think that the whole celebration was a little overboard. Yeah. I mean... you didn't do nothing. You didn't do nothing that great, bro. No, you did. It's 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 hard to say that because in his mind, he just beat the guy that whipped his ass twice. 
Yeah, he finally he finally beat this bully up. Yeah, he's like he's he's finally conquering his arch nemesis or whatever. And then I mean, granted, it's it's laughable, and, and and I don't mean to take anything away from Chuck because Chuck Chuck is one of the greatest fighters I've ever seen. I mean, but he has he has to know when to hang him up, and he's just one of those fighters that says he's going to fight forever. And it it after a while, man, it just looks sad. It it was I. It was just sad. I think that he can he can do a lot more outside of actually fighting. What do you mean outside of fighting? Outside of actually going in the ring and fighting. Oh, yeah. You mean training guys? He could even do like, you know, uh, helping helping Golden Boy on a different level. Like since he's a name and everything, he could be promoting newer guys. Uh, Chuck's not much of a promoter. No, like he, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of and say he's a promoter. When I say that, I mean he could be like saying, "Hey, this is my boy." Meaning, this is one of my, I, I, I give my stamp of approval. He's going to be the next champ of Golden Boy, or if they are even going to have championships. You know what I mean? And then he could like do like video. I'm just saying he could do other stuff. Right. He's he's got everybody likes him. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a very easily marketable person. No one wants to see him fight again. Nobody. No one. Nobody. And I can't see any athletic commission in their right mind giving them a giving him a license. I really can't. And if they do, the shame on them because you're doing you're doing him a disservice by letting him fight again. Someone sounds like Dana. <laughs> Is that how Dana was he talking? He said, "Shame on them for giving him a license." <laughs> well, I mean, based look, you can see, you can see the body of work, like based on like Chuck started really declining after Rashad Evans knocked him out. After that, Chuck should have hung him up right then and there, but he kept fighting, and it, it just needs to stop. He needs to stop, mm-hmm. and it is. He just can't – he doesn't have the chin anymore, and he walks like an old man. He, he's not as quick. You could see that he ha- has his hands lower, he, his overhand right. I mean the tells are really, really bad. I mean when he goes to jab, he drops his he drops his right hand when he jabs. I mean he, – and that's how Tito was able to see everything coming so – it was like – it was like Tito was fighting normal speed and Chuck was fighting in slow motion. He was, just, he was super stiff. It just didn't look good. No, not even a little bit. Um, sorry to see Chuck go out like that. You don't want to see a great end his career in that way. Nice man. Yeah. <laughs> tough. Tough sell. So, uh, moving forward, uh, we checked out one championship, man. Oh, my God. Let me just say I love one championship. You love one championship? I can't, I, I'm definitely going to watch the next one. Yeah. I don't like the timestamp, man. I wish they recorded the whole thing, and then you could watch it or stream it whenever you want. Yeah, well, I watched it live at work. I mean, I did miss a few little things when... Lucky you. You get to watch it at work? Well, I don't, I don't know exactly if I was supposed to, but <laughs> it was on when I'm at work Friday morning. Yeah. And I watched it, and I, I think I even texted you a few things about it. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was... It was, it was very good. Uh, the production for that is amazing. It, it, yes, the production value is way up there. 
They have entrances uh, for every fighter, kind of like WWE style, man. Yeah, but it's it's, it's not overdone. No, it, it doesn't it, take forever for them to get to the ring. Uh, the announcer's cool. <laughs> he's got that like old school like. Uh, he's from Australia, I think, or New Zealand. No, 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 I'm talking about the guy that announces him to the ring. He kind of sounds like the Pride dude. Yeah, yeah, he does. He gets all excited, and yeah, I mean the the actual commentator commentary for the fights was very well done. Um, I guess the guy might be Australian. I couldn't really tell him when we discussed that. Yeah. But they were able to explain different things. Like, cause so the one thing I really like about one championship is it isn't strictly MMA one, you know, sometimes two, two guys that fought MMA, the last fight might want to fight just a kickboxing match. They might want to fight just Muay Thai. But that's not decided like on the fly. That's that's promoted. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but they have different – you don't have to have the same rule set every time you fight. Right, right. So it's MMA, kickboxing, and did they do any other style of fighting? Muay Thai. Muay Thai, okay, yeah. Um, there might be more that they use, but I just, I just can't remember right now. But, I mean, and they can have like little separate rules for a fight because they had a kickboxing match – or no – was it, I don't know, but they had a match and they were like, but this is with small gloves. They yeah. decided to just change up one or two rules. So not every fight is going to be the same. And it's like from fight to fight. So this fight could be a kickboxing match. The next fight after is MMA. Right. You know, it's like you just get a little a little bit of a variety. And I think that's very cool. And like everything about it was cool, like very cool to me. I think definitely if, if you ain't checked it out, yeah, you guys definitely should check out one championship. There's an app. I agree. I like I like it. And then oh to go back to where I was saying, I don't know all the fighters, so I can enjoy the actual sport of it without getting too emotionally invested in it. Um so with that being said, now they don't they don't have a lot of smack talking in one. It's just these are the fighters and here we go. Well, okay, so that might be true, might not be. It's it's just starting to get a little bit more noticed in the United States, I believe. Yeah, but over so, on that side of the world, they don't. That side of the world, they they they're not gonna have McGregor shit talking, but they might be having more shit talking that we just didn't see. I don't, I don't think I don't think it goes like that. I think their culture is different. It's possible, but they're they're getting more people in. Yeah, with the, it wouldn't appeal to the the crowds over there as much as it would over here, right? Is what, and I I agree, and you know it might be lacking that in my opinion, but really it it it, it shines so much on the other sides that I didn't mind the no drama, yeah, the dramas and the action. So you're under the uh, belief that drama sells the fight. And that you're all about the drama. So I'm not – I wouldn't say that in particular, but when – in general, okay. even even the crowds that say they don't like it, when you're emotionally invested in a certain fighter or say these people over there that, that don't like the shit talking, somebody comes over there and starts talking shit, especially about like all the Philippines or something, and it's they're in the Philippine arena like they were – and somebody came in there and started talking shit. They're gonna want their hometown hero to whip his ass bad, so that makes that fight more exciting. Right. 
So regardless, even the people that say they don't like all that nonsense talking shit. No, but I believe there's a fine line you have to walk with that because if it all becomes about talking shit, then you lose the sport value of it. And you got to decide which fence, which side of the fence you're going to be on. Is it entertainment or is it a sport? Which side are you on? And it sounds like you're more on the entertainment side. I wouldn't watch it if it wasn't entertaining to me. Well, all sports, well, I can't say all sports, but all sport, most sports have some type of entertainment value to them, but it's how far you walk that line because you still got to say that this is a game, that this isn't. The thing that I don't like about the entertainment value is that a man that works his ass off and fights up through the ranks will suddenly get surpassed by a shit talker. Okay, so that's that's an issue that UFC is dealing with. <clears throat> and I believe that they are kind of starting to stray away from that. You know? Well, hold on, hold on. You can't, you can't say that because, like you just said with uh, Anderson Silva and Israel Adesanya, uh, the, only, the only reason that Anderson took this fight is, is if he beats the shit talker, the up and comer, the up and coming shit talker, that he gets a title shot. So he jumps the line over Jacare. No, no, no. So that's also skill based. No, you no. Don't, you don't think Israel Adesanya, the way he's been taking out these high level guys? Oh, I, I agree, I agree. But he's not, he's he, not, he's not super ranked. What is he sixth on the line? That's that's up there, dude. That's a, yeah, but it's not. The thing is that he would jump Jacare. That's what pisses me I off. I don't think he will. You just told me that that he would get his title shot. He would get a title shot. That doesn't mean he's next. I didn't. Ever, I never said that. Dana said he's next in line, and Dana lies. Oh yeah. By the way. Yeah. So all that might time. be a lie. That might be. Hey Anderson, you get a title shot, and then all of a sudden, hey, you know what? Things didn't work out the way we thought. We need you to fight this person to see out of between you and him. Who's gonna be the you know the contender? Yeah, but I believe Jacare does get a title shot, especially yeah. the way he finished Wyman. I'm rooting for that guy, man. I I wanted him to get his title shot ever since Strike Force. I mean, he's got a couple, but man, I I want to see him be a champion. I wish we would have seen him versus uh, David Branch. You think that would be that was the better... original fight? Yeah, I know, but um, you think that would have been a better fight than Wyman? Uh, I just was looking forward to that fight. I, I, I literally had no reason to say that other than I wish I would have seen that fight. Yeah, I think it would have been an interesting fight. I think uh, for one, I think Branch would have been a lot more cautious. Yeah, he would have. You know, he would. He would. He would have. Uh, it just would have went a little differently. I it believe. would have. It would have. It would have went different pace, different. But I, I like the whole. Let's bite down on our mouthpieces and just take shot for shot. Yeah, but um, to get back into one championship because we kind of drifted off. Okay, back back at it. Um, Brandon Vera, he used to fight in UFC. Yeah, he actually trained in Maryland too. He trained yeah, it on our Lloyd Arvin. We, you know, we always liked him. I remember me and Ricky would talk like, "Oh yeah, there's Brandon Vera." Well, he is a superstar over there at one championship. I had no idea. Yeah, they were talking about how he went on, he he went on a two year uh, layoff or what do you want to call it, and he made a movie over there and everything. Like they love him over there, 
and he came in. The guy he fought um, kind of just ran at him, thought he was going to run right through him, and he ran right into Rivera's uh, – I think it was a left. Straight left. It just dropped his ass. I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, he like I said, he's a superstar over there. They love him, and he, he lo- he's loving life over there. But overall – So what do you – now let me get your take on this real quick. So Brandon Vera in the UFC, he wasn't a top guy. He was he was a low level guy or a lower level guy. He's like maybe top ten, like nine or eight, I'd say. And then he goes over to one. He's the number one star over there. Does that say that Brandon Vera's game increased that much, or that the competition over there is just not up to the caliber of the UFC? I think it's a little bit of both. Um. And I'll go as far as to say, other than like DC, the best heavyweights are in Bellator right now. Like who? <laughs> like, uh, I'm just saying they got all kinds of like um, they got Fedor. Okay, Fedor is uh, arguably the best heavyweight ever. Period. And they got Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader is light heavyweight that you know is fighting heavyweight. Um, you put me on the spot and just kind of threw me off. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to make a claim that Bellator has the best heavyweights, you better, have, so. better have somebody to back it up with, man. Well, I mean, you, just, you it, can't just throw Fedor out there. I mean, Fedor. Well, that's the first person came to mind. I, I really can't think of. Okay. So, I mean, they got right now. So you, so you like Matt Mitrione. Yeah. 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 I, I loved him when he was in the UFC. And what? Chael. Chael Sonnen. Roy Nelson. Big country. Yeah. Come on now. He he was one of my favorite uh, knockouts. That well, no, I, actually I didn't mention him, but I love his knockouts. On whom? First of all, you gotta love any fighter. It has a mullet, a big beard, <laughs> and a big belly. <laughs> Just knocking motherfuckers out. A little envious, are we? Envious? No, <laughs> I support him. <laughs> I mean, other than the mullet, I love the guy. <laughs> Mullet just makes some extra white trash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he does give that trailer park vibe. There's some other uh, heavyweights in Bellator. I just, like I said, some, you know, sometimes I draw a blank. Uh, yeah, so I like to put you on a spot and call you out on it. <laughs> but, you know, so one championship is more of a pure sport. Yeah, actually, I I agree with Buddy in every way on this. I really enjoyed one championship. I, the only problem that I have with them is the times, because over there in Singapore or Beijing or wherever they fight in Asia, they fight at night, and over here it's morning time. So I'm not waking up at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday on my day off to Friday. Friday excuse me. <laughs> well, yeah, even worse. Yeah, you're working. Yeah, I'll be working. I can't I can't watch it. So I, I just want a streaming option, you know. That if they do a streaming option, I'm I'm watching. I'm yeah. Watching religiously. But um you know, you got you got the pure sport versus what would you call that? Oh, over here? No, like you said you like you how you like the pure sport. What do I like? Oh, you like smack talk and energy. Um, trash talking crap. Okay, well, I, I would say it's more or less. So pure sport, 
pure sport is two guys you have no idea about going in there and competing against one another. Kind of like old using, school, right? Yes, using the their martial, martial arts, arts. Using their martial arts, letting their actions speak. Respect. Respect, yes. So it's basically like you're if, – if these were porn – Oh my god! Okay, we're making this analogy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if these are porn, you're saying that you prefer the old school '70s bullshit uh, storyline, shitty acting, nice big bushes, <laughs> <laughs> nice big bush. Wow. No, no, that is not what I'm saying at all. Sorry, I had to. Go, I had to just go off the wall on that one. I can't believe the correlation you get from porn to. P- no, I, to- just, I just want to say you're boring and and like weirdly old school about it. Like, hey, it's a new world. It's a new age, dude. Like, I, I think I make a good point when even the people that don't like the shit talking, if there's a reason to be emotionally invested, it makes the fight better. I can see that. I can see your point. I don't necessarily agree with it. But you like I can. you like pure sport. I do. But you were very excited for Aldo versus McGregor. I was very excited. You wanted and I, Aldo to beat his ass so bad for oh my god, yes. talking shits, taking the belt from him. Yeah, like literally snatching the belt at the press conference. Yeah, he was a dick. And you were like, I can't wait for him to whip his ass. I can't wait you to know, get on hey, here, Mister Pure Sport, huh? Yeah, Mister Pure Sport. Yeah, but. You loved it when McGregor when when you thought your boys were gonna kick McGregor's ass for talking all that shit. I did like it. I did, I like I said. I see your point. I don't necessarily agree with it because when Aldo lost, I was also not devastated, but I was upset. <laughs> I was really upset. Like I, legitimately, like I mean, like wow, man, I'm actually upset. I didn't I didn't like feeling that way. I didn't. But that's that's like the art of it. Yeah. That's art. As long as it makes you feel something. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I I just, I guess I want to see the action actually in engulf me. Yeah, you, you want a reason. I want a reason to, to fight when it's standalone fight. Kinda like you want to know like the storyline behind it. No. Like the pizza delivery drive. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you had uh, ordered extra sausage on this pizza. <laughs> is, that, is that a porn reference? <laughs> it sounds like a typical old school thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you just seem a little old school about this. Well, I didn't I, like. When did you become 90 years old? It's not 90 years old, man. It's just, it's just. I I believe that the sport is better because when you go back and watch, mm-hmm. you're not going to watch the storyline again. You're going to watch the fight. You're not going to watch. All that led I, up to it. I don't. I don't know. I might. Like me, I would. You would go back and watch all the press conferences that McGregor did just to watch the 13 second knockout of Jose Aldo. I don't think so. I think that might be the reason that draws me to go watch it again, though. Like maybe, like maybe, um, say, say my nephew, like one of my nephews, right? They start watching fighting, and then. They they watch a McGregor fight or something, and they hear – like they're just watching older fights, right? They hear like, yeah, well, McGregor was talking all this smack, so maybe it will draw him to go look at all the other smack talks. Yeah, but the initial the initial uh, enter- entertainment would be the fight. It wouldn't be the smack talk. 
Yeah, and that's 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 one thing I was gonna say. Like the smack talk literally is pointless and um I wouldn't say it's pointless. There's a let, let me finish. It's it's pointless or, or almost like uh a negative. The exact opposite of what it would be if the person does not back it up or give a hundred percent or better. Right. It does it does make a person look even more stupid so if, when, if they like, don't deliver on the promises they make. Easy example, McGregor and, and Khabib. Right. He was talking very big and he did very little. Yeah. There's other examples, but that's just the most obvious and easy to point out. But then you got him when he was talking, saying I'm gonna knock out Lyoto right away. He did it. So that made everybody love him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he got he, now when you do when you do talk smack though, it's not for just to sell a fight. It's to get into your the other opponent's head. It's a mental Sometimes. it's a mental warfare. Sometimes. When has it not been? Can you ever think of a time that has not been mental warfare that somebody was just trying to sell a fight? I can't think of a time. Like well, I mean, I, I thought you were going a different I thought you were saying something else, but when you re like when you reset it I understood you differently okay yeah i mean it, it, it there's an, there's a reason that people talk shit i get that but i mean i wish i wish mma was a little more like i guess football in, in the fact that we don't we get invested in our team or we get invested in our fighters and and we get invested because they perform well not that they talk shit well I would I would start watching football <laughs> if like say the Baltimore Ravens or whatever if they if they just all of a sudden start saying like yeah well you know what we might lose today but we gonna fuck them up <laughs> and he just started doing all these like late hits and shit <laughs> fucking grabbing them by the helmet and throw them to the ground and shit I'm like hell yeah that's my fucking team street NFL blitz style <laughs> but I mean if if and like just to touch on football and stuff. Um, which you know nothing about. No, I'm saying just to touch on why I don't like it. It's like the whole. I heard Joe Rogan say it. You talk about, you know, hey, this quarterback's better than this quarterback, and you know, well, in the stats are almost the same. Like, how are you gonna figure out who the better person is? It's who can kick whose ass? That's what it boils down to. Like, even if like if the stats are kind of close, you're like, well, you know what? That guy can kick that guy's ass. You just won. Yeah, I mean, if you. Break it down into its rawest form. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Raw. <laughs> so uh, just to jump jump topic real quick, what do you think about uh, Conor McGregor versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone? Um, I think it's a very interesting fight. Um, it's But see, that it's so weird because one minute it's on, one minute it's not, one minute it's back. No one knows if they're actually going to do it or not. I think that I think that that's a secondary fight. They told I think what happened was they told Cowboy that that's a possibility. And then McGregor's holding out waiting for something better. Who's better? I, I mean, I don't know I what mean, McGregor has in mind. I'm just I'm saying that no, but I let's think be that, honest. Let's be honest here now. McGregor since he lost with the Khabib thing, his stock has dropped. A little bit, if not a lot of it. I mean, well, no, um, his stock or his his stock, his stock dropped. It had to 
He's he's not he's not going to make nearly the same amount of money that he did for the Khabib fight that he did for the for his next fight. I mean, he's coming off of what? How many losses? I know, I know that it's not it's not in the same sport, but a loss is a loss. I mean, he lost against Floyd. Granted, he did way better than anyone expected him to, but he still lost. And then he lost against Diaz. Granted, he came back and won that fight, but he still lost. Mm -hmm. And so I can't, you can't keep, like you said just a little bit ago, you can't keep smack talking and not back it up. So when you don't back it up, your stock drops. So therefore you can't take a super big name. And I think that Cowboy Cerrone is in the middle of a big name and a lower name. So it's not super top echelon fighter, but it's right below that. That's where McGregor needs to be. And and if McGregor beats Cerrone, then he can go back up. And if he loses against Cerrone, that boosts this Cerrone up. And McGregor doesn't fall too much further. It's not like he lost against a no-name fighter. You know? Yeah, but like, okay, so a bigger fight, which not like I necessarily want to see it. A third match with Diaz. I would not want to see that fucking fight. I really don't. And I like Diaz a lot, but I don't want to see that. Um, Ferguson. Yeah, but that's a championship fight. you got to win fights to get up to a championship fight. What if Khabib never fights in the UFC again? And he was the, already talking about retirement. He, I mean, he's taught me, and, and then they talked about, you know, they said, oh, it's a sure thing. He's going to fight Tony. But now all of a sudden I keep seeing things like uh, a boxing match with Floyd would be way more interesting for me. So, no, it would be way more money for him. This is what he, I'm saying, you know, what I'm reading. Right. Um, but what I'm basically saying is, is he's been talking about retiring for a while now. He's keeping his record or trying to. Now, I will I will say this, I, and I firmly believe this. You can fight me on it if you want, but you're not a real champ until you defend your belt. And McGregor is not Shout a real. Shout out to Matt Serra. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what Matt Serra says. No, he never defended his no. title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, uh, you're not a real champ until you defend your belt. And McGregor's not a real champ because, yes, he won – two championships in two divisions, but he's never defended them. Either one of them. He's beat championship level people. That doesn't mean shit. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, it does. No, it really doesn't. I mean, cause you're not, it doesn't make him a, a real champ until you defend your belt. So that's not like a huge, it's not like a huge, well, the reason it's I not said, a big deal that he beat, Aldo, when he was on nothing but a terror, and actually, ever since then, he's been doing great, other than Max Holloway. Well, and he he didn't, he didn't look terrible against Max Holloway. He wasn't like, I mean, he did, but he didn't. You know what I mean? He looked. He didn't get dropped in three seconds. Oh, wow! Fuck you. I'm just saying, like, it just shows that Aldo. I mean, McGregor beat Aldo pretty. He he beat Aldo because Aldo was beaten mentally. He was very angry and came charging at him. If Aldo was not mentally beaten, I think that fight would have went very, very differently. But what I'm trying to say is, is he's beating these guys that are like very, very high level. Yes. And then when he gets the belt, he doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna defend it. 
He wants to go off and do other shit, go to the next weight <laughs> class. He wants to get the belt. He doesn't want to defend it. So in my eyes, he's not a real fucking champ. Now, DC, on the other hand, has went over, beat two guys in different weight classes, got the belt, and defended both of the belts. Actually, let's talk about DC, okay? Lately, I've been on D- I've been riding DC. Uh, Even though he uh, ragdolled your boy? Yeah, but... Let's talk about DC, okay? Okay, let's talk so about DC. So he's the exact opposite of what you're saying right now. You didn't even and you don't even realize it right now. What do you mean? So you're saying, oh, you're not a real champ until you defend it. Well, hey, I I think it's a bigger deal when you're not a real champ if you didn't beat nobody, beat the champ to get it. I agree. So they handed him the championship and he defended it, but that was he didn't beat nobody for it. No, he what, lost. What, he got knocked out and then he got handed a championship. He got knocked out, and then it was found that the champion was on some PEDs, so he got suspended. Given given that he's the only he he lost that fight due to PEDs, so w- w- what are you gonna do? Well, I mean, in my opinion, it's a bigger deal. You're less of a champ if you don't beat the champ to. Become the champ. Gotta beat the man to be the man. I think beating the champion or even somebody that was a champion for a long time is a way bigger deal than than getting somebody handing you a, a championship and then defending it. Oh, if you hand anybody a championship, it doesn't mean as much. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, so like the news championship but technically they, doesn't matter. That that light Tony Ferguson do. doesn't have a championship, but his was more legit. Yeah, because he's never he's, been beaten. He was interim. He was interim. And then and then they stripped Connor. Yeah, because Connor didn't fucking defend his title. They stripped Connor, so technically the interim holder who yeah. beat somebody for that interim title. Right. He should have been champion. But they were like, nah, we're gonna put on this fight. Go ahead and fight the random ranked eleven. Right. That's why talking smack ruins fucking the sport. Okay. It does because the only but, reason Connor got that fucking fight is because he talks smack and said and sells millions of dollars. So, and granted, you so need that money to 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 support everyone, but the sport of it just it just sucks. So obviously, I think it's worse when you get handed championships. Yeah, but what you, so you think it's worse when you get a championship and don't defend it? So in my opinion, in, between the two, Khabib and McGregor. Yeah. McGregor's more of a legit champ than if, if Khabib Khabib was. If Khabib never defends the title, yes, I would agree with you on that. That was technically him defending that title. No. Because he won it against Ally Quinta. He won the title against Ally Quinta and then defended it against McGregor. But Ally Quinta was ranked 11 and he won that, a title. That was a bullshit. That's a, that. Exactly. It's worse than McGregor not defending. Uh, I don't know about worse. It, it, I, 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 I say it's about the same. I'll give you that, that it's about the same, but it's not it's worse. worse. It's not worse. Because hey. McGregor had two years to defend that title, and he did nothing. All right, so everybody listening, go on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Let us know which is worst. <laughs> which is worse. Is not defending a title worse or beating an opponent for a championship? No, not not beating the champ and then getting the championship, or beating a champ and receiving a championship title and then never defending. 
which is worse? I think everybody will agree with me. Yeah. And, and <laughs> please leave your comments on our Facebook page or Instagram at MMA underscore marks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, uh, so, so that, with that being aside, what other, what other upcoming fights we got? Well, so the, the fights that we're watching this weekend, uh, the main event, I, I don't know any of the other fights, but Friday we got RDA. That's uh, Rafael Dos Anjos or Rafael, depending on how you pronounce it. Well, if you're from Brazil, every R is an H. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so he's, yeah, he's a Brazilian fighter. And he, he was fighting, I think at like, uh, yeah, he was fighting at 155 for a while there. And he was a champ for a while. He was he's he's very he's very good all he's all around fighter pretty much. He's just an intense fighter. Yeah. And uh, he he moved up to 170. and He's been doing pretty good, you know, winning some, losing some. Uh, he's, he's coming off a loss against uh, Kobe Covington, and he didn't look good at all in that fight. But he's going to be fighting Kamar Usman. He's who, been on a tear. Yeah, and even even the champion at 170 himself said, "That's a younger version of myself." So Tyron Woodley literally said, "Usman is a younger version of myself." That's scary. So he's he's like, you know, wrestler, super explosive, strong, you know, very powerful punches, and he's a wrestler, ground and pound and stuff, and I. I think it's going to be a very interesting match, but I'm going to say, for me, I expect Usman to win. You do? Stopping him. He's going to win by stoppage. Yeah. But that that's the main event of... Um, the tough enough finale. Not tough enough. Uh, tough. Oh, the, the ultimate, ultimate fighter. fighter. <laughs> I always say that. Tough enough is WWE. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, we're going to have JDS... Junior Dos Santos, he's a Brazilian guy. He's he's they're heavyweights, and he's a um, very very good boxer, striking. You know he's got he's got he's got ground, but he's he's just a very good boxer mainly. He's knocked out Cain Velasquez on the very first Fox uh, card ever. He main evented and knocked Cain Velasquez out very quickly. Super inconsistent. Yeah, he's super inconsistent, but he's 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 a fun guy. I I like him. I'm a fan, and he's fighting Ty, Ty to to Yeah, Ty to Ivasa, and uh, he's from New Zealand or Australia. New Zealand. I say I never know the difference, but he's he's a big chubby boy. Yeah, and he's super fun. Big uh, Samoan guy. Yeah, and like. Hate after his fights or during it or before the fights. I don't even know. He just does it all the time. I see him. Ugh. He does. He calls it. I guess everybody does it already. They call it shoey, where you spit in the shoe, you pour beer in it, and then drink it. <laughs> like, and it's not always. You know, it's not your spit. It could be the somebody else's spit and somebody else's shoe. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. First of all, I would never want to wear that shoe again. Never. Just be, just because it, as soon as your foot sweats, it's gonna just smell like stale beer. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a it's a bad combination, but it's 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 entertaining. Yeah, it's fun. It's got this is gonna be a fun fight. Um, same card we got Mark Hunt 
Badass. Yeah. Power puncher. Power puncher, son of a bitch. <coughs> he can me. take a shot. He can give a hell of a shot. He has many walk-off knockouts. Yes. I'm surprised we didn't mention any of his knockouts for, you know, greatest of all time. Because they're walk-offs, you know. You're just uh, just dropping people and just walking away. Yeah, he's fighting um, – guy's last name is Willis. I can't remember his first name. Isn't it Joe, Justin? It's something like that. I think that's DC's boy, like one of his boys. Like he's cool with him. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Um, I've seen him in a banger. I can't remember the guy, the other guy's name. I think it was Sean something or something. Sean. Like I said, I've never, I never heard of him. I'm sorry. He, well, he, it's 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 gonna be an interesting fight. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll go with my boy Hunt though because I like Hunt. And then uh, another notable fight for that card. The Masters Division. The Masters. Yeah, Master Division. A guy past his prime fighting. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Shogun's fighting already. Because he uh, just got knocked out. I don't agree with this at all. This is just like Chuck and Tito shit. Hey, he's he needs, fighting. He needs to stop. Well, I mean, he's actually pretty young, Shogun. He just seems old because he started at a young age. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, he's he's been on a so steep, steep decline. Yeah. He hasn't done well since he lost the title to uh, Jones. Now, what do you seriously? What do you think about this? Should should an athletic commission or the promoter come into a fighter and tell them that they have to retire? No. Why? Because the fighter's not going to give up. It shouldn't. It sh- it should be the the team around them. Yeah, but the you can't. That's like coming to your cash cow and saying. Hey, um, well, then, we then you, you need to better stop. people around you because there's plenty of times where coaches tell their people, their fighters, I think it's time to hang up the gloves. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm you know, just, she does that a lot of times. Like, they'll, they'll cut you after three bad losses. That was that used to be a thing three losses, you're out. They don't really do that anymore, but. If, if you're on a bad decline like Shogun, they're probably letting him run his contract out. That's probably why he took this fight yeah. quickly. Yeah. But he's fighting Tyson Pedro. I believe that's uh, Ty Tuavasa's boy. Like, they train together. And uh, that I, I, don't, I don't see I it. hope it's a similar style. I've Are never seen him. Shogun? Yeah. Mauricio Shogun Hua. That's just crazy. Uh, to me, that's like a quick turnaround for getting knocked out. Uh, I thought Anthony they had this. Smith. Freaking elbowed the shit out of him. Destroyed him. And I mean, it just, I don't know. It's like, that's kind of quick. Yeah. Might not be. It just feels quick. Yeah. I mean, it's just, th- those fights are going to be really good this weekend. I can't wait. And uh, like I said, I keep reminding you guys, but like, uh, if you haven't already started following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. And I'm definitely going to be posting our uh our fight picks. Our fight picks. We're posting our fight picks. And if you send in yours, like, and I'll send you like a blank copy if you want, but you can get your own. And you send us, send us yours and we'll post everybody's fight picks and we'll see who, you know, who won the most fights. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. We'll get enough people to participate. Who knows? There might be some prizes involved and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're just looking now. Have fun. I mean, me, me, Ricky, and you know, usually it's a couple other random people anyway. And this is before we started the podcast. We always had a little like game going, like well, we'll bet a dollar on a fight. You know, we we've been betting. But he loses every time. He loses every time. Hey, 
I'm a lot of times I bet with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got an empty wallet. <laughs> I bet with my heart, not smart. <laughs> yeah. So after this weekend, man, we got the big fight that I'm really looking forward to. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Max Holloway and yeah, Mr. Ortega. All right. So I'm pretty sure last episode I had said, you know what? I'm going to go out and on a limb and say T-City. I said, I got him winning. Come aboard the bandwagon. But I'm going to go back and say Max. <laughs> oh, get the fuck off my wagon now. <laughs> All right. Look, I'm going with Max Holloway. Uh, just his attitude does seem a little different. Or, you know, he's he's ready for this fight. He better be. Now, when it gets closer to fight, if he seems off again. They're not going to let him fight. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, even if he does slip by, but I notice a weird, his eyes wandering down or something. <laughs> he looks like he's stroking out or whatever. Then I'll say, okay, I'll go with T-City. <laughs> That's the, the only the only way I'm going to go with T-City is if Holloway doesn't look 100. <laughs> so so you're saying that 100% Max Holloway will beat a T-City at 90%. I'm saying that if – if, if Max Holloway is not permanently damaged and all weird, then he's going to beat him. Yeah, well, I don't see that happening. I hope that T-City takes him down and chokes him out. Yeah. That's what I hope happens. I hope it – I mean, I got to stay in standing pretty long. Yeah, unfortunately I do too because T-City likes to take some damage. Well, I mean, and he doesn't like to take damage, but – his striking was pretty good. I mean, he knocked out <laughs> Edgar. He took Edgar off his feet, but I don't think Edgar was fully prepared for that fight. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, his, his striking is not terrible. Right. And, uh, you know, same, same card. We got Valentina versus uh, Joanna. Yeah, but Valentina, Shojankov, and uh, Joanna, Shojankov. <laughs> Are they both Polish? Yes. Yeah, they're they're hard names. Uh, these are two women fighters, and they're they're very very high skilled fighters. Now they both fought each other before. Yeah, in um kickboxing. Kickboxing. Yeah. And if I'm, I could be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure I heard Valentina won. Valentina lost to Joanna. In in an amateur kickboxing match. I thought they fought like three four times, dude. Oh, maybe maybe. And I think I think Valentina won most of the times, but Joanna doesn't want to. She's like weird. She's got a weird mentality, and she doesn't want to admit when she loses. Like she says that she's still a better fighter, and yeah, when she lost to Rose Namajunas, she's man, still it's... saying that she's saying she's the queen. It's, 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 she's she's she's, she's kind of weird. Delusional. She she's very cringe. Like she makes me cringe just seeing the way she acts. <laughs> yeah, but do now do you think she's a better fighter than Valentina? Um. Not at all. Neither do I. I think Valentina fucking destroys her. Valentina is is scary. She's a monster. She's scary. Then she dances is, after she wins. Yeah, but Joanna, she's she's quick. She's technical. <laughs> Valentina has that that extra edge of Just, I want blood. Yes. Yes. Joanna, it's she, like a small rage inside of her. Joanna, yeah, she's got she's got skills. She's got she's got athletic but she just doesn't have that fighter <coughs> spirit or she, she does but she doesn't and not as much as valentina right and then uh we got 
another notable fight in that card. Gunnar Nelson. You know, does he? Is it? Is it? Excuse me. Is this his comeback fight? I think he's been injured because he keeps not fighting when. Yeah, it's like he's been scheduled to fight two other times and hasn't made good. Yeah, I'm just. I'm really not. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not really a big Gunnar Nelson fan. And then uh, this, I'm not a big Gunnar Nelson fan either. But he, he's known as you know submission. You know, gets submission, gets a lot of submissions. He's just not really my favorite. So um, I'm looking forward to his opponent though, who is uh, Charles Oliveira. Yeah, and you know who that is right. Who is that? Or is that the other guy? Um, he's. They call him the Brazilian cowboy. Yeah, yeah, and who did he just fight? Uh, I don't. It, it's all good. Name, name, sir. I remember he, him looking very good on his last fight. Yeah. He he even fights like Donald Donald Cerrone a little bit. Uh, yeah, kinda. Yeah, but that's gonna be a good fight too. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my my ass is getting a little numb here. <laughs> I'm getting a little tired. I think I think we're coming to the end of that fifth round, you know. Oh yeah, let's get out of here, man. What do you think? Yeah, uh, just a last last little note. I've said it a few times. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and any other social media. Follow us on all the podcast apps you guys listen to. Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we're on it. Yeah, and it's MMA Marks. And if it's on Instagram or Twitter, at MMA underscore Marks. Well, I'm Ricky. I'm Buddy. And we're out of here. <laughs>